Hi, and welcome to episode 53 of the Dinner Sisters podcast, where two sisters taking on the nightly challenge of dinner. I'm Kate Schultz, living and working in Rhode Island. I'm a passionate cook and recipe collector, always thinking about my next meal. And I'm Betsy Wallace. I live, work, and raise a family in Atlanta, Georgia. I love dinner time, but can always use help planning and cooking for my family of five. Our goal with this podcast? We want to cook a little better, learn a little bit about food, and most importantly, figure out what the heck to have for dinner. So here's how this works. Like every week, we have three recipes that we cooked and reviewed from popular food blogs, internet chefs, and other sources on the World Wide Web. We have all these recipes, by the way, tips, our smorgasbord section, and a shopping list I make on our website at dinnersisters.com. And you can also get all this stuff sent directly to your inbox if you subscribe to our newsletter. So if you want to, your person who wants to preview the recipes, or maybe you're interested in some of the other fun things we throw in there, um, go ahead and subscribe. Be fun. All right. So this week's recipes were a light orange beef and broccoli from Pinch of Yum a citrus glazed pork chop from Renee Nicole's Kitchen, and a grapefruit poppy seed crispy waffle recipe from A Cozy Kitchen. Mmm. We are brightening things up with a little citrus fruit this week Mm -hmm. uh, because they're in season, right? And it's like, let's go with that theme. And so these recipes rely on our favorite um, in-season fruits. And I was so happy to cook these recipes it really gave me a jolt of flavor in the kitchen. And this is like, whew, March. Yeah. Especially if you're not in like in a, in a mild climate. It's rough. It can be rough. Yeah. We have actually been eating more citrus here this year than I think we ever have before. And mm. I really think grocery stores are kind of upping their citrus selection and also embracing citrus season as a thing. Yes. I've noticed in the last couple of years, Yeah, the citrus selection has been better. So we are enjoying it. Kate, what is our first recipe? Yeah. So before I even talk about our first recipe, I want to just talk about the blog that I got it from. And it's really more than a blog, right? So it's Pinch of Yum. They're one of my favorite food bloggers. They're podcasters, general food people. Lindsay and her husband Bjork are just killing it business-wise by producing some delicious recipes and some beautiful content. The photography is gorgeous. We featured their recipes before, but I did you know, just want to put a little plug in for their blog because I think we found the recipes to be really solid. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this recipe is a light orange beef and broccoli. And I love a new stir fry recipe. They're really popular in my house, but I've never made orange beef before at home. So like, why not try it out? Right. And it's pretty simple. You take the juice and the zest of one orange, some soy sauce, beef broth, marmalade, which interesting, and cornstarch. Mix it up to make the sauce, and then you heat oil in a skillet. You brown thinly sliced flank steak with some chopped garlic. Then you add the sauce in and you let it thicken. And then um, the last step is just add in some parboiled or pre-cooked, really, broccoli, and you're all set. Like, that's it. Um, You serve with plenty of rice on the side for the sauce. I'm curious, how did everyone like this, Betsy? I mean, everyone really loved this in my family. I, mm. yeah, I thought this was great. The flavors were solid. It was easy to make. I ended up just like microwaving my broccoli a little bit. She says yeah. to, you know, you can boil it on the stovetop, but I felt like that was fine. Um, You're just so trying I, to get it cooked ahead of time. Yeah, just a little That's bit because you don't want it right at the end. It's not enough time no. um, to cook it. So solid dinner. Everyone asked for this to be part of our regular dinner rotation. 
I think you could easily nice. sub in chicken or tofu in here as well, Kate. I, I just really like I think so, recipe. too. Yeah, yeah, if you like that flavor. I think orange chicken is another thing you see people mm-hmm. on on those. Um, I think like of orange beef, too. is And I mean this fondly. Chinese food you get in the mall, right? Oh, yeah. Very mm-hmm. accessible um, kind of thing. James loved this. And I was a fan, too. It was – I will say it was a bit sweet for me. Mm-hmm. And that could have just been my marmalade. I don't know. Um, but James thought it was great. And so next time I might just experiment, maybe take out like a tablespoon of marmalade, see how it goes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I think you could – you – did you microwave fresh broccoli or did you microwave frozen broccoli? I did fresh because that's what I had. But I think yeah. you could easily use yeah. frozen broccoli here. I think you yeah. use thawed frozen broccoli here. Mm-hmm. And like be set, you know. And oh yeah, flank steak for me was super expensive. Oh, so I didn't use it. Heck to the no! I'm not using flank steak on a recipe like this with the mm-hmm. price I would have paid. Yeah. Weirdly, they had sirloin steak on sale. Oh. <laughs> so so I was you like, were like this. Okay. Great. We'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I sliced it, and I um, it worked really well. You know, I mean, who doesn't uh-huh. like sirloin steak? Right. Uh, but I agree. I this I'll keep this recipe in my back pocket as a stir fry option. It's better than ordering out, that's for sure. And um and we really liked it. This was a four out of five stars. I'm giving this one a five out of five stars. Ooh. Because I thought that marmalade hack just really Very clever. Was very clever and it gave it a lot of flavor. I thought that really hit that mm. kind of I don't know, Kate, like the mall Chinese food from yeah, the 90s. In, in a good way. Yes. In a really good way. Yes. In a nostalgic, this felt like a very kind of nostalgic Chinese food, for lack of a better word. I don't know. But yeah, the, no, um, but, but you know what? They're out of Minnesota, too. So I wonder if they're that Midwestern Chinese <laughs> yes, food. <laughs> yes, exactly. If that's your thing, clearly it was my family's thing. Mm-hmm. They loved this. Um, and... It really couldn't have been easier to make. So five out of five for us. Awesome. All right. Next recipe for this episode is citrus glazed pork chops from Renee Nicole's Kitchen. Kate, how are these made? Yeah. You know, I was actually pretty surprised when I went looking for a citrus glaze. Struck me as a really like thing people would be doing all over the place. Not so much, which is weird. So, but I did find a few, and this one looked the most promising. So you do a marinade first. It's you marinate your pork chops in orange juice, lime juice, soy sauce, a little bit of honey, olive oil, and ginger, and they give you pretty wide guidelines: fifteen minutes to four hours. Which I was like, that's awesome. And then when you're all they're all done marinating, you can throw them on a grill, a grill pan, or a saute pan, really whatever you have. And while they cook, you're reducing a glaze of orange juice, lime juice, soy sauce, and honey till it's about half half of the amount. It's nice and thick. And then as the pork chops are done, you just brush them with a glaze. That's it. Citrusy pork chops. Um, what did everyone think? Yeah, I mean, again, we liked this because huh. you know it's a pretty pretty good flavors nothing crazy going on here nothing that your kids would be like this is a little weird yeah exactly i mean i think Mm. both of these recipes i'll say we didn't like this one quite as much as the stir fry i didn't think the flavors were as strong and um you know i just it was good but i i was i wasn't like blown away by the citrusy flavor and glaze yeah i felt kind of the same way Mm -hmm. i felt like i reduced the glaze a ton when i made this 
And still, when I brushed the chops with it, the glaze kind of like ran off, which was kind of annoying. Um, and I wonder if I had maybe added the glaze in the last few seconds of grilling, if it would have thickened up more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the flavor was great. And yeah. I can see this being a nice grilling recipe, actually, more than something indoors. And pork chops are like one of those nice weeknight meals to make, you know? Usually they go on sale. I just used the bone-in pork chops that they had on sale. Um, what did you use? We, we kind of talked about this, and I didn't know what you ended up mm-hmm. doing. I ended up getting the same thing kind of on sale. We had one-inch bone-in ones that were on sale. Mm. Uh, so I picked those up. And you know what, Kate? I was thinking while I made this that I really loved a stuffed pork chop, which I haven't had oh, for so long. A stuffing Yeah, with like the stuffing in there. Which is not, it's like the opposite of a citrus pork chop. Opposite of a citrus glazed pork chop. And then I thought, yep, I don't think I'm too into the citrus glaze. Yeah. If I'm daydreaming about this stuffed pork chop. So, uh, yeah. You know, Kate, I would love this if you like had no glaze on it. And, and then instead we stuffed of the glaze. it with breading. <laughs> Maybe some cranberries. Fair enough, though. I'm kind of I'm I, I, I'm picking up what you're putting down. I like yeah. it. Yeah. So I thought this was a three out of five. If you okay. think a citrus glaze is your thing, I'd say this is worth experimenting and giving a try. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's anything. I'm like, whoa. Right. This is something yeah. everyone needs to absolutely try. You know. Me too. This was really solid. I think the flavors were nice. I I think um I I was wondering about a pork tenderloin with this. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that That'd might as nice. well be delicious. So it's kind of flexible. So I'm with you on that. Three out of five stars. Um, it wasn't blowing me away, but I also think it was tasty. And if you're looking for something, like if you've got kids, too, that maybe just like really plain things and you just want to mm-hmm. get some flavor in your life before you like cry, this might hey. be a great thing, too. Yeah. Or people so. who are dipping their toe into new flavors. This might be another great thing. It's kind of mild. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Like that. All right, so last recipe of the week is a grapefruit poppy seed crispy waffle recipe from A Cozy Kitchen. I have been saving this recipe forever, Betsy. Oh. <laughs> Just like waiting to find the episode. I have and a few. here it is. And here we go, guys. I know everyone's really excited. Okay. <laughs> so to make these waffles, you mix together the dry ingredients, which are flour, baking powder, and so baking soda, um, cornstarch, and poppy seeds. And the cornstarch is a trick to making these waffles a little crispy, by the by. Nice. Uh, then you mix your wet ingredients, which is just um, some buttermilk, some grapefruit juice, egg yolk only, not the white, just the yolk, butter, melted butter, melted and cooled butter, and vanilla. You fold the wet into the dry ingredients, and then you add in your wh- egg white, which you've whisked up with sugar until it's nice and stiff like a meringue. Right. So you've got this like batter that's like this wet batter, but then you fold in the egg white so that it kind of lightens it and it kind of helps the batter rise a bit. And you just scoop it in your waffle maker. I don't know what waffle maker you guys have. Use your waffle maker directions. I've got one that mom bought me years ago mm. um, that I still have. And it's just a square waffle maker, but I like it makes delicious waffles it does not have the fire alarm that our dad's waffle I was just saying that when that's at our parents house they love to make waffles when we're all home for christmas and yes. the like <laughs> bell on this thing the alarm on this thing it sounds it's, it's, like the smoke alarm it does sound like it's ear piercing so you're like having your coffee and then this thing is going off and, and you're kind of just, jolted every time it happens um, i don't have that kind of alarm mm-hmm. um Back to these guys. Yeah. You've got waffles. I topped mine with a suggestion because I was like, oh, in for a penny, in for a pound, which is grapefruit segments and powdered sugar. And uh, yeah, what do you think? 
So, Kate, I thought these were pretty good. Like, okay. the end result was pretty good. I liked oh, the coffee seed in there. I liked the grapefruit flavor. Uh-huh. I also did the segmented um, grapefruits because okay. I just had them because I had grapefruit with this. And then we had some other citrus things. So I kind of did that. Oh, and nice. we had some, like, plain yogurt with this, too. Which oh, was yeah, kind of nice. A it's idea. a little tangy. And, yeah, that was good. But I think when you're going into this, you need to picture yourself in your kitchen <laughs> and you've got your wet ingredients, your dry ingredients, and then a third bowl out where you're whipping the egg white. And then your egg white like whipper thing, you know, your handheld <laughs> mixer that's also out on the counter. And then next to that is your waffle maker. So like I'm not sure how big your kitchen is, but mine was like <laughs> – this is the point where Ryan is is kind will come in and say things like, "I mean, I don't know why you just don't make a frozen pizza. What is the? <laughs> what are we getting out of this that requires an assembly line that's five mechanisms long oh my um, goodness. to make grapefruit poppy seed waffles? They were delicious. It's <clears throat> you know, I would say this recipe four to five stars. If you're like Pe- that's people, people love jam. waffles." Also, okay. not everything can be one bowl. No, not everything has to be one bowl. And I totally yeah. get this. I know. But I just don't want to get anyone under the impression that maybe this is like a quick, cool thing to be doing. <laughs> yeah. That's not true, Visualize yourself is it? with all your bowls and your mixers out and your waffle maker out. <laughs> and then decide if you want to commit to that. And if you do, go for it. I mean, they're good yeah. waffles. I had an annoying problem. I couldn't get my egg wipe to whip up that much. I don't have a hand mixer. And James was oh. sleeping, and I was like, I cannot. I made these in the morning. Okay, and yeah. he sleeps much later than I do. And I was like, if I get the egg white go egg whites going, and he wakes up and sees this hullabaloo, yeah. not good. Not, not going to be, <laughs> right. not going to be, be great. Like, Kate, why don't we just have a frozen pizza for dinner <laughs> right? or for breakfast? <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think, you know, this was delicious. I was happy mm-hmm. we made it. I thought it was a fun kind of fancy recipe i will say this waffles freeze really well and so this is something that if you make it once and you're like me and you're not going to eat the whole recipe they freeze like a dream and um then you can just put them in your toaster and have a really fancy breakfast on a morning where you're maybe feeling like you need to give yourself a little reward for just getting out of bed you know it is true i will say that this is definitely a recipe which i did not do but if i would do this again i would definitely double it and then you know, mm. thank myself later right. for making these delicious waffles. Yeah. And then it's more like a project baking right. where um, where it makes sense to get everything out because you're like, I'm going to make three yeah, I'm going waffles. For it. I'm yeah. going for it. Yeah. So this is a four out of five for me because it was delicious. Um, it is a bit of a production. So how about you? What did you rate it again? Yeah. Cook beware. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. also giving this a four out of five because I thought in the end it was it was good. I mean, they're good waffles. Yeah. So okay. just a, you know, yeah. All right. What's your, um, what's your winner on the week? Yeah. Wrapping it up. I think I'm going to go with the orange beef and broccoli as the winner. I liked all the recipes pretty equally, but James liked this one, which kind of pushed it over the edge. Yeah. I'm definitely with the stir fry this week. I liked that. That was my mm-hmm. favorite. So if any of these recipes sound good, you maybe want to do a waffle gauntlet, make sure to check out our show notes and grocery lists at dinnersisters.com. 
There you'll find links to all the recipes, any tips or techniques we discussed, as well as our shopping list spreadsheet. And if you'd like to chat more with us, maybe you want uh, your own opinion about waffles, you can ask to join our Dinner Sisters Facebook group. We are at Dinner Sisters Podcast. You search for that and you can find our page and then find uh, the blue button to join our group. All right, Kate, this week in the Smorgasbord, we have kind of a cookbook review uh, but this time for a cocktail book. Kate, tell us about what you found. Yeah. So through a mutual friend, I received a new cocktail book called Aperitif by Rebecca Pepler. And, you know, I'm honestly not like a huge cocktail person at home. I don't have a big bar full of like mixologist things happening, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I like wine at home. I'll have maybe a beer. Maybe I'll make like a very basic cocktail, but nothing crazy. Uh, I like to get one when I go out, you know. But I will say this book swayed me because all of the drinks are lower alcohol, mm. which was appealing because I got a job. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to get up in the morning. And right. and that was nice for these recipes to have. It's all from this idea. So it's not like they're diluted, right? They're not saying, make yourself a weak vodka tonic and feel sad. Instead, they're um, all made out of alcohol and drinks that um, are low, naturally lower proof. And it's based on the French custom of having a low alcohol drink before dinner and um, some snacks, which yeah. sounds delightful, right? Yeah, very nice. I love this whole setup here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the author lives in Paris, at least part time, I think. And she's really embraced the whole idea. And what's also nice is the book is laid out by season from warm to cold, mm. which is kind of fun, right? Although drinks you want to drink in the summertime that are bubbly and light are in one part. And then the cold season, I've been hitting pretty, pretty hard, actually. <laughs> right. And I've been making this sherry Negroni. Uh, sherry being like the the wine, um, which is super good. It's Campari, which is a bitter kind of liqueur, sherry, and sweet vermouth. And then there's a great f- fruit peel to finish it up. And you've got this lovely sipping cocktail that is not going to give you this like weird super buzz on a Wednesday night, you know? Yeah. No, I totally get Sometimes you just are like, I'd like to make myself a little, you just know. Just a little something. Just a little something. But you're not wanting a full-on cocktail. Mm-hmm. Um I love this idea. Yeah. She also has a section of Little Bites, which I haven't gotten to yet. I I frankly just have been in the drinks. And a chapter on an aperitif shot, which you could like do with friends, which is also on my list as maybe a potential something to do. Uh, Just buyer beware. This is something where if you have a local liquor store that doesn't typically do interesting liquors, you may... Maybe that doesn't go outside like the whipped cream flavored vodka. You might have a hard time finding this, the ingredients. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but a lot of states allow for liquor shipping. And if you're into this idea, you know, it might not be it might be not be a bad idea. And she's got some resources for that. But if you're someone who likes the idea of a little drink, you think that sounds fun and you're willing to spend a little bit of time getting in the ingredients. I will say in my um, liquor store that I went to in Providence, I was able to walk in and I found like 80% of the ingredients she was talking about. So it really, in just one store, it was a bigger, slightly bigger store. Um, It wasn't like my corner liquor store. It was kind of like one that's known for having, you know, a good selection of wine and a good selection of liquor. Um, But I definitely was not like, you know, oh my gosh, I don't know what, I'm going to find anything. Um, So I think you enjoyed this book. 
So it's Aperitif by Rebecca Pepler, and I'll have a link to her book and website in the show notes. Fun. Well, I like that. But you've got some adventures of your own. I do. And I posted a little bit about this in the Dinner Sisters Instagram stories last week. Uh, yes. And it's my Yeah, it's my mushroom growing experiments. So my backyard is pretty shady. Mm-hmm. I'm generally a, a very avid and enthusiastic gardener. The shade has put a real damper on my food gardening. And so I decided a few years ago that I would just might really get into mushrooms. Quite the choice. Yeah. I ordered these mushroom spores. They're Kingstrophoria, otherwise known as wine cat mushrooms. You just kind of like toss them out into some hardwood chips. I thought they had totally oh. failed because I never saw anything. And then last fall, we had a little, like a little patch, a mushroom hatch, which was so fun. And then this spring, I just had a huge flush of them. Oh, my gosh. So I think they're really taking off. It's, you know, it's pretty exciting. Do the kids pick them with you? They come out and they picked them and we put them in this, like, nice wicker basket. And I felt very, like, you know, (laughs) little homestead in the woods here. Right. Uh-huh. And then we dried them out in the oven. I like sliced them up and put them on a thing, you know, a little pan, uh, dried them up. And I'm going to use Nom Nom Paleo's magic mushroom powder recipe. Oh. And make it. It's like you pulverize the mushrooms, the dried mushrooms up in your food processor. And then you mix it with salt and a little bit of herbs and a little bit of spice. And she also sells this blend at Whole Foods. If oh, my you are gosh. Not, going to make it going to seed your backyard with mushroom spores wait a year and then harvest Mm -hmm. and dry your own mushrooms correct if you're not going down (laughs) that road which is funny because i I feel like i complain about waffles and yet i do things like this i I was trying not to say it (laughs) i know people are complex human beings you know what we all have our that's you contain multitudes, Betsy. Mm-hmm. I know. It's very and true. I just don't want people to think I'm one-dimensional. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So anyways. Go for it. It sounds fascinating. Have yeah. you um, ground it up yet? I have not. Okay. So, there's, so I've dried it all out, and now I need to go and do the grinding and the mixing part. So I'll keep you up yeah. to date. What yeah. would you – can I ask one follow-up question? What would you use the mushroom powder for, do you think? Like – is it for like you put it on top of in like in a meatloaf kind of situation or like in a in a rub for chicken? Is that where you yeah. kind of do? Okay, yeah, that's what she suggests. Um, she's got a lot of stuff on her website. Oh, great! Okay, on this. so if you're interested generally in like using dried mushrooms or dried mushroom powders or mushroom broths and all of that kind of stuff, which is just the whole superfood. There's a lot of stuff around mushrooms lately. Yeah, um, Nom Nom Paleo does have a really good kind of section on that so we'll link to that in the show notes but yeah i i plan to use it just as sort of like in meatballs or a meatloaf or yeah in some soups or sounds delicious just stuff like that a little savory umami flavor from the backyard well i'm just super impressed with your mushroom harvest betsy i just want to say kudos to you for successful year of mushrooms yeah thanks yeah All right, Kate, next week, coming up, it is pizza night. Yeah, I'm looking forward to a recipe from a participant on one of my favorite shows ever, The Great British Bake Off. And I'm looking forward to a recipe that's like muffin tin pizzas. (laughs) I think it'll be really fun. And I heard they're very freezer friendly. I was previewing the recipe. Um, 
Yeah. It's going to be really good. Yeah. All right. So that's what's for dinner this week. See you next time on The Dinner Sisters. We'll save a spot at the table for you. Would you like a little dinner in your inbox every week? Subscribe to our newsletter by going to our website at dinnersisters.com. Also on the website, we have things like our show notes. Like if you want to know how to get to that Nom Nom Paleo website, I've got our grocery list and other fun stuff on there. If you've got some dinner ideas, go to our Facebook group at Dinner Sisters Podcast and search for us and we'll have you join our group and we'll hear from you. Lastly, as per usual, if you like what you're hearing, please review and subscribe. That's how people get to know us. Thanks and happy eating. 